we could talk about winter and snow and uh, yeah, all I things. I don't think we're to winter yet. I think you're in the midst of fall. I mean, winter doesn't start officially for three more weeks. We've yeah. gotten at least six inches of snow here already. Yeah, but it's Wisconsin. It's still not winter. It's just snow. Shut up and sit down. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, and Rolltech. What is up, Wisconsin? Merry Christmas from the Wisconsin Inside Wisconsin Studios. My name is Trevor Thomas, holding down the fort out at the Connecticut Field Office. My yeah. guy, John Anderson. What's up, John? Uh, well, you know, it, 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 you can't mistake it for winter. We had a very mild fall, but we've, I've been out shoveling snow, so now it's officially winter, and... um, which always makes my neighbors mad because I, I shovel when I get home. So the other night I was clearing the driveway at 2 in the morning. I don't, I'm not in it for the cardio, but for whatever reason, <laughs> like I'm down with, I am down with shoveling my driveway. So That's fun. Well, we're 19 shows in, and today's episode is going to highlight... Well, today is episode 20, so okay, we're 19 good. interviews, and today we're going to highlight How those How many are we 19... doing, by the way? Do you know? Like, get to 100, I remember we got to 100 Wipeout episodes, we got a cake, that was big. I'll get you uh, a cake for our 100th inside Wisconsin, I promise. I'm done. I don't know oh, she doesn't have it in front of me. <laughs> How many sports centers? I was going to say, I think I'm up to about 4,100 sports centers. Wow. Um, that's live, those are the ones I count. Let's get to 100 on inside Wisconsin first. Yeah, 4,000 <laughs> rest. little... Well, today we're going to highlight them, man. I mean, when we first launched this brand back in April, April 1st of this year, we had uh, this many followers, and now we yep. have thousands and thousands of followers, and so we're going to showcase some of the best interviews. We need to have millions of followers. We have millions of impressions. How do we do? Okay. Not quite yet millions of followers. We need to have that. Which will we're be hard, but that'll be hard because I keep interrupting, but that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I, like to, I, make, I like to make it hard on the editors because Wisconsin <laughs> has like 5.8 million people. Yes. That was it. 5.8 million. Uh, I know this because the other night the Bucks played the Raptors and the guy I was yeah. working with was from Toronto. And so the producer said, what we'd like to do is you guys are, the, you know, like kind of the last two, each have two championships and now you're playing each other and you guys can kind of, you know, do this. <laughs> and I said, well, clearly you don't know anything about people from Canada, or Wisconsin. I said, cause I don't think we're like this. I said, in fact, <laughs> I think what we probably would do is get together is we should just sit there and compliment each other. Toronto, <laughs> the metro area of toronto has about 5.9 million people so we're from about Jeez. the same size place That's and he was the same way he's like yeah i feel like you know we the raptors beat the bucks four straight i feel like i should apologize for that and not brag about it and so <laughs> yeah so we did a lead where we just killed each other with kindness and i vowed not to wear my push a t uh, hoodie anymore when drake comes in <laughs> it's so, what we do best here we are kind people in the state of wisconsin enjoy this episode wisconsin this is the best of the first 19 episodes of Inside Wisconsin. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Coach, what was it that made you fall in love with us as a state? I mean, let's be honest. If, if we're going to have the argument of a Wisconsin sports Mount Rushmore, you're on it. You're on every single person's list. We couldn't be more grateful that you've chosen to spend your life with us ever since you got here in 1990. What are you still doing here? What is it about us? I love Wisconsin. I love Madison. I love the university. Uh, had, as you know, a number of opportunities to leave and go other places. Um, when I took the job, I felt that it had everything potentially that it needed. It, it wasn't being done, but there was a way to get the job done there. And the first thing that had to be done was keep your best athletes in the state I, and I use the term build a wall around the state and keep the best athletes in. Uh, I, I, had, I had already committed the top two football players to come to Notre Dame with me. Um, so, um, you know, I just I felt I knew the, the, the passion, particularly for football. The people in Wisconsin love their football, whether it be the Packers and, or, or the Badgers. 
and I I never wanted to compete with the Packers. I've always had a great relationship with the Packers, uh, worked closely uh, with Ron Wolf and and now Murph and, and and the coaches that have gone through there and everyone else. I've always wanted a good relationship, and and, and we've always had that um, because because I know their value and 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 how they're. Uh, the the esteem they hold in in our state, but uh, I love the fact that we have one Division One university that plays football in the state, uh, and I just felt if we did things right that we can compete at a very high level, and and uh, once we build our foundation, we'd be consistent. And I, I argue that since 1993, we've been the most consistent athletic program, football and basketball, than any in the country. Amen. As far as going to NC two A basketball tournaments and bowl mm-hmm. games, and uh, you know, we haven't had many dips. And mm-hmm. you look at some of the programs, the the brand names around the country, and and every once they've had a dip: Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, Penn State, Southern Cal, Texas. They've all had their dips along the way, and we haven't had that. And uh, you know, so we 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 know who we are. And I think that's important. Uh, you know, we build our program on hard work and doing things the right way. Our coaches understand that, and, and uh, that's built within our within our within our program. And, and you watch our teams play. I never never forget Joe Paterno telling me, "You know, I watch your teams play. You could really be proud of of how those guys how they compete." You know, that meant a lot to me. I grew up with Paterno. I told him he was so damn sure. old. I was little when when. When I started watching him coach, you know, <laughs> and uh, but that made me feel good. He said, "All your teams play; they play with great pride. They they, they they're proud of their uniforms, and and uh, that that meant a lot to me. And and I sell that to our players and, I, and to freshmen when they come in. I talk to them, talk to them about that. I've got to tell you guys this story because this is interesting. You know, Hub Arkish, Pro Football Weekly, yep, used to work with us, and you know, this is I don't know, we're eighty eight, eighty nine, somewhere around there. We used to pick up, especially for the Green Bay game, we would drive up with Hub, and uh, Hub and I would drive up. We lived close to each other in the northern suburbs of Chicago. So we'd drive up, but, um, you know, when Dick was working with us, we'd stop at O'Hare and pick him up. He gets in from L.A. around midday. we pick him up. we drive up to Green Bay. So we're driving into Green Bay one time, and we're talking and kind of reminiscing about football and, and that type of thing. And Buck just looks over at the stadium, and he says, you know, I could have played here. I, I I would that I would have liked loved to, mm-hmm. and Hub Arkish, the quintessential Bear fan, all of his life. I mean, he almost drove off the road. He dropped. <laughs> he, he couldn't believe what Dick Buckus was saying that he could have played for the Packers. Could you imagine though? <laughs> he was recruited to Illinois. You know who recruited him? Probably Nitschke. Ray Nitschke. Yeah, Chicago kids, and Nitschke recruited Buckus to Illinois, and. And, uh, you know, then Jim Grabowski and, and Butkus were the stars of that Illinois team that went to the Rose Bowl in the mid-1960s, and Jim became a running back for the Packers, Chicago kid also. So, I mean, it was interesting to hear Butkus say, you know, I could have played, because what he was all about was football. His point was, all I cared about was playing football. I didn't yeah. care about being in a big city. I didn't care about speaking engagements and radio and TV shows or commercials or any of that. I just wanted to play football. And Green Bay, he felt, would have been the quintessential market to play football. To know that people in places are proud of you feels feels really good. Um, and I also know at some point the ball is going to stop bouncing. And to have people, you know, even on your worst day, come up to you and say how much you and your teammates meant to them and how they, you know, grew up watching us or uh, went through long, cold winter nights watching our teams and um, or they remind me about something, uh, a game I had, whether I was a pro or in high school. It's super cool to see people reflecting on something I was able to do. And sometimes you take it for granted. But now as I'm getting older, I'm realizing how much, you know, how cool that is. And I, I also, you know, to go on top of that, I can take a picture, say I'm in Texas or something, and I take a picture with someone when they mention like, oh, I'm from, I don't know, Stoughton, or hey, I'm from Green Bay, or I'm from Lacrosse. Da, 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 da. Then you're like, oh my gosh, and you you know start talking and uh, about that, and just I don't know, finding somebody from you know Wisconsin from your home state in a different place is is really fun and it's really cool. And 
um, you know, it's a, it's a weird little fraternity that we have. We kind of nod our cap to each other, you know, like, oh, you're from that part of the state. Like we all, you know, there's no beef. There's no rivalry. We just are, we just are one. And that's, that, that's a pretty cool thing that we have. Well, so we had a, a we had a, a an enjoyment, I guess you should, you would call it, for Carlo Rossi, and we were uh, also musical gentlemen uh, by nature. So what we did uh, was we would finish the bottles of Carlo Rossi and then take them to the basement. Well, first we would fill them with a little bit of water and then took them to the basement because we wanted to develop this big chimes thing, you know. <laughs> and uh, the problem is, is when you fill a bunch of Carlo Rossi bottles, and I mean a bunch, I mean like over a hundred. Uh, with different levels of water and you get the tune or whatever, but they're sitting down there for months and months and months. Well, sometimes that water spills and sometimes it's actually a very conducive environment for mosquitoes. So then when you have a mosquito outbreak in your home and you just can't figure out where they're coming from. And then uh, when you take everybody down for the, you know, weekly uh, chimes event in the basement, uh, and everybody comes up looking like, um, you know, they just got the chicken pox. Well, you know that you did something wrong. Uh, so, yeah, that was interesting. We learned a lot about, yeah, breeding habitats that year. So that was yeah, So you had a jug band, essentially. It was a jug band. I thought it was pretty creative, to be honest with you. Kelly and, and Kowski and Vershaw, yeah. that group. I mean, it, and it look, the quick funny story. The year before, these guys, 99, were in the tournament. They were down in Charlotte. And they were playing, uh, you know, Southeast Missouri State, just called Missouri State now. Steve mm-hmm. Alford was coaching. And yeah. it was one of those games where it was Murphy's Law. Wisconsin, their guys could not hit water from a boat. And at halftime, it's 21-12. They're behind. So it's a little gallows humor uh, my partner and I are having on – when we thought we were in a commercial break, uh, <laughs> CBS had sent uh, uh, a stat guy over and wanted to know what the halftime score of the Rose Bowl game was uh, earlier that uh, it, it, uh, that past season, and it was 24-21. And so you know what's coming. You know the graphic that they're going to flash before sure. the second half. So Mike and I are talking about how we wonder if the Badgers are going to come out here for the second half. Uh, Duke was also playing, was scheduled to play later in that arena. And we're suggesting that maybe they're really intimidated. And it was just kind of, you know, gallows humor. What we thought was between the two of us. Well, it wasn't. It got out over the air. It was written about. And I'm thinking, well, this this will be a career ender. But those guys, got, <laughs> the word got back, they laughed. He said, well, right. I would have said the same thing. It's 21-12. So they're in the following year, they're – you know, they, they beat Fresno State. They beat a top seed in Arizona. And they're being introduced in the Sweet 16. And Mike Kelly said after the game, he says, yeah, we're being introduced. And I'm talking to John Bryant, fellow guard who was great in that tournament. To look at us, a couple of slow dudes. We're playing in the Sweet 16. We're about to be introduced in the starting five. I mean, they, yeah. took, they took their craft seriously. But, man, they did not take themselves seriously. You sit most every day next to Bob Euchre, you know, or a booth apart. Like that's got to be separated by a wall and three yeah. security guards. Yes, but that's got to be a, an amazing thing over the fifteen years to have to sort of see that that show, that persona. Uh, how's yes. he been uh, with you and 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 um, yeah, your role and 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 that relationship? He's great. You know, the best feeling in the world is kind of like when you feel the sting of that tranquilizer when you walk in his booth and then you wake up from that because they don't want you in there, that's a great, like sure. you just, you come back to consciousness. A freshness. Taking you out because you're not supposed to be there. That's, that's a great feeling. Uke's um, been awesome. Um, he didn't talk to me for six weeks. You know, when I first got the job, he, I went and introduced myself and Hey, I'm the new guy. Cause I know who you are. Okay. And then I left. And then I didn't talk to him for six weeks. And I did not scare the death of him. You know, I was sure because I'm pretty good friends with Matt Vaskersian. And Matt was like giving me the whole, hey, Bob Euchre, like awesome dude, but there's some things you need to know. Okay. <laughs> and at that time, Bob, like the stalker was a real thing. She was kind of popping up everywhere. And there was very, uh, they were very concerned about mm. that individual. So I was, <laughs> anyway, he didn't talk to me for six weeks. So we go, um, we go out. Um, we were in Miami and I walked past him on the bus and he goes, Hey, you're a golfer. I said, yeah. He goes, we're, we're, we're playing golf tomorrow. You want to play golf tomorrow? I said, sure. He goes, 
can you get a setup somewhere? I would be great. Night, like feverishly calling all my friends. You know anybody in Miami? Uh, Bob Francesco happened to be the head pro at this place, and we went and played in Euchre. Um, the first nine holes, I get detailed on the story because it totally changed our relationship. But the first nine holes, he told me everything, context for everything. It was unbelievable for nine holes. And then we get turned to the back nine. He goes, we're playing the head pro and the club champion at this golf club. And he goes, you know, I think we can take these guys. Because <laughs> I was playing pretty good back then. I'd come from golf channel. I was like a two handicap. He goes, I think we can take these guys. So uh, he's like, before I can even say sure, he goes, hey, we're going to take you two on. The old guy and the young guy, we're taking you two on. So we played them, and I played the nine holes of my life. I was like two under. Wow. And we beat him. And thank God we beat him because Bob then immediately, like, the next day, hey, B.A., he can play. You, and we were best friends, you know. What is it about Wisconsin and the weather and just it, it seems so hit or miss sometimes. And I'm not throwing you under the bus, I promise. Well, I mean, there's a couple things here. Uh, we're forecasting the future. That's <laughs> That's the first thing, right? I mean – there's financial people, they're terrible. And they don't get half the bad rap that we do. We can get our forecasts right within a couple degrees for 20 days in a row, and you don't even know about it. But you miss the forecast by one hour from somebody expecting it to be dry, or let's say you forecast five inches of snow and you get three, or you get seven, and you're blown out of the water. It's just it's just a difficult climate to forecast for. Uh, yeah, agreed, one hundred percent. We can be right thirty times in a row. It's the one time you're wrong. It's the only thing that people remember. It's amazing to me that you still get the emails and the phone calls and the social media. I wish my job would allow me to be wrong as much as you are. I wish I was right only fifty percent of the time. And still <laughs> You go back in the Milwaukee Bill Carlson days, back in the 50s and the 60s, he forecasted two days. Sometimes you might get out to three. That was it. So people remember that. Oh, that Bill Carlson, he was always right. That Albert the Alley Cat, man, that, that thing was never wrong. What was Ted Thompson's favorite thing about working for the Green Bay Packers and living here in Wisconsin? I know he was here in De Pere where I live because um, let's be honest, he didn't tell us any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ted loved this place. He loved uh, he 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 loved. I think this organization and the players um, more than he ever let on. He just was not that. He was not someone who uh, wore things on his sleeve or was very. Um, he didn't communicate those things all the time. But he he loved the Green Bay Packers. He loved this building. <laughs> he loved the people in it. Um, I think it would take people about three years before they felt they could even approach him sometimes just because of the way he was. Uh, but once you kind of were one of his guys, that was going to last a long time. And um, the thing I learned so many things from him from a scouting perspective and, and just from, you know, all different walks of life. But the thing that, that I never, never left him through all around all of us was the fact that it was about the players, you know, it was about those guys on the field and uh, we, I don't think we've ever lost sight of that. It's um, that's the most important thing here. It's always been that way. And um, him being a former player himself, playing ten years in the league, I think that was um, that was something that uh, he always would preach to us. Um, once you kind of got into his inner circle, I had a few beers. How about that with Andre the Giant? He's yeah. seven foot seven, and I was introduced to him by the owner of a uh, sports place, a uh, really nice place for food. I'm serious. It was uh, Lindell's uh, Athletics uh, Saloon, if you will. And he introduced me to me because I, I stopped in here to get a burger on the way to Tiger Stadium. And then he says, oh, let's have a beer. I said, I got to go to work. He says, I wait for you. I wait for you. So we go down to Tiger Stadium. You know, we had a nice night. You know, we come back. We'd walk inside Lindell's. And he saw me. He says, oh, little man, little man, come have one. I've been waiting. I go back there in the back. He orders two pitchers of beer, and I got two glasses of draft. And he says, cheers. He chugs down two pitchers to my one glass of beer, and all of a sudden, you ever seen 7-7 seven, seven going backwards? I got into the golf completely by accident. 
Um, I was in seventh grade. I had a bone disease, osteochondritis dissecans, and I had to go with non-weight bearing for two years. I was on crutches for two years. Um, and I took, I went to my trusty world book, uh, the, the Apple computer of my era. <laughs> and the, I may, literally went to the doctor's office with a list of 25 or 30 sports. We went down sport after sport after sport. And he, uh, he said, no, you can't do any of this stuff. And we got to golf and he had, he wasn't a golfer and basically, uh, convinced him to let me try it. You know, if I rode a cart and used the crutches and whatever, uh, he had no idea the stress it put on my, my knee. Um, but that's how I got started. And I threw myself into it. And, uh, four years later, I was a state champion. So it was <laughs> the worst thing. And I use this a lot talking to kids that the absolute worst thing in the world that could have ever happened to me, maybe ended up turning up, maybe being the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. They named a court after you. Tell us that story quick. Well, the best part of the story is, is that, uh, I was going to go down separately. Uh, we were on our way to play Iowa and, uh, the, the players uh, said, no, coach, we're going to go to the Platteville game. They were playing Eau Claire uh, when they did the dedication. And uh, I said, really, you guys want to do that? And they said, yeah, we, we want to be in the stands when they when they put the name on the court. So just kind of wondered about some of the guys and where they spit. <laughs> you know, I – I'm just not sure sometimes when you have a floor named after you, you know, what mm -hmm. they're doing. Um, but we were very thankful as a family and, uh, and as a, as a coach and a person that spent 15 years there, um, that, that they would, uh, that they would do that. And it was quite an honor. Did Brett ever get you in a tree stand? Were you a hunter? No, I was never a hunter. No, I wasn't. Um, but I remember we used to go play a night at country club. And on the back of Brett's golf clubs was his bow and arrow. And after we were done, after we were done, we were done golfing, he'd go bow hunting. Um, right there. But I, I'm, a, I'm a city guy, Trev. I never, I'm not a big hunter. Right. After the Super Bowl, the press coverage is ungodly. It's hours and hours and hours. And myself and Josh Shipp, we started sneaking around in AT&T, the belly of AT&T Stadium. And we found ourselves a club that had no patrons in it anymore. All the fans had left. It was a couple hours after the game. And we found our way in there. And uh, some just low on the totem pole bartender was in there cleaning up a mess of all messes. It must have been a Packers party in there because it was mess all the way up to the ceiling. But he's cleaning this thing up. And we said, hey, do you care if we kick it here until our, our buses leave? And he said, sure, you know, no problem. I don't think I'm going to be out of here anytime soon. And we said, uh, well, what, 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 can we, what can we order? And he said, here, I'm not going to serve you, but since you guys won a championship, here's a bottle of Patron, and here's the Coors Light tap. You go ahead and take care of yourselves, and um, feel free to leave a couple bucks for me when you leave. So we just hung out there, myself and Josh sit, and watched the highlights of the game, relived it with just the two of us as we sat there and drank for a couple hours before the buses went back. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin-Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, and Rolltech. JA Inside Wisconsin and American Family Insurance, we're calling it Quotes for a Cause. Pretty awesome. I like it. I want to learn more, and I'm glad that we are a part of this with American Family. Uh, my, my thought is, listen, if it's good enough to be in the Brewer Stadium or you can put it on Steve Stricker's sleeve, that, that is a great partner, great neighborhood. I'm, I'm glad we're there. Us too. We are glad we're here with them. It's Quotes for a Cause. Head to InsideWisconsin.com slash AmFam. Get a quote, and your local participating agent will donate five bucks to Habitat for Humanity. John Anderson's going to come and build houses. I just signed you up for that. Listen, my dad... Collins Custom Basement for years donated a basement to Habitat Humanity every year. But he went out and did that in the in the Green Bay, Brown County area. So um, I can't think of a better partner and I can't think of a better cause, especially in and around the holidays, right? Gosh, if you can get somebody home for a holiday and get them in and get them shelter and put that Christmas tree up or have that Thanksgiving dinner, whatever it is, um, boy, that'd be special. And, and we are lucky that uh, we get the chance to be a part of it. 
InsideWisconsin.com slash AmFam. It's quotes for a cause. Go and work with your local American Family Insurance agent. Go there now. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly with American Family Insurance. J.A., some of the best moments so far of Inside Wisconsin have been those moments that hit the cutting room floor. I remember a moment. (laughs) It's in raw footage. When we got done talking with Barry Alvarez, it was our first Mm -hmm. one, and you looked at me and go, take a breath. Why don't you just breathe for 10 seconds? Because you talk to these people every day. This is this is new for me. Um, man, this has been a blast. What are some of your favorite guests yeah, that we've had on? Can't be starstruck. Um, I do, I do <laughs> enjoy Barry Alvarez because I do think like of all the people we got to pick to start, that was amazing. Uh, that was to amazing. To have him. Um, listen, all I find all of the guests are fascinating. I would hope in the end, after people watch this, and it would be great if they like you and I and say nice things, but the idea yeah. would be. Wow, that was cool. I didn't know that about Matt Kenseth. Or that was cool that uh, Matt LePay had something to say like that, right? Uh, if you do it right, um, sure. there's a reason when they always say, here's the subject of the interview. Because just like the subject of the sentence, that's, that's who you want the focus to be on, right? Mm-hmm. Is that person. And then I, one of my all-time favorites was sitting and listening to Bo Ryan, who knew the answer to who was the lead singer of Her- uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. That's when awesome. you and his boy were like, I don't know. Harold, <laughs> Harold Melvin? No, it's Teddy Pendergrass. So all those things to be so many. I mean, I could pick one out from uh, most every episode, but those are things that just kind of stick out to me. And, and most of it stick out sticks out to is it's just um, selfishly. Right. I, I don't have a lot of people in Connecticut that want to sit around and rap about Wisconsin. Right. Man. So it's great. I get it's to some degree. This is as nice as a show. It's a nice. It's nice therapy for me every couple of weeks to just go. Oh, good. I can talk about this or I can, you know, talk about people who know what I'm talking about or and a lot or, of people understand the language of what it is. And, and as we, you preach a lot, we do kind of the culture of, mm-hmm. of uh, where we're from. The people, the stories and the statriotism of America's Dairyland, John, including your story, you shared it in episode one. And I hope to God that we revisit that again, when you shared the origin story of John Anderson here in the state of Wisconsin, that was some of the best stuff. And, and that's the key, like in the job I have every day as a journalist is how do you find those stories? How do you tell people what, how do you make them compelling? Cause everybody's got them. Even if you're just a, you know, if you were a third shift worker back at Fort Howard, everybody, everybody's got something. This show has a lot sometimes like ESPN, some of it I feel like I do strictly for my own amusement and hopefully the, <laughs> the rest of the, you know, hopefully I get the final score out. So you just are like, wait, what did he just talk about? But you know, it's, I uh, promise we're all amused. It's been fun. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, (laughs) it's uh, hopefully there there's more fun to come. So, coach, that was my 50th birthday present uh, from my mother. Uh, So I don't know if you knew that you were signing that for me or if it was just one that got sent, sent put in front of your desk and you just slapped it on there. But I appreciate it. We get a few of those. Thanks again, coach. Okay, guys. Yeah, we're really grateful. Appreciate it. Okay. See See you later. Count to 10 first. <laughs> One, <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah, I think he's still hanging out. So that's I think, uh, here, I'll just, I'll remove him. Kick from studio. <laughs> Never thought I'd do that. Matt, you talk about the itch to get back into racing, and it reminds me of watching Brett Favre waffle for so many years, right? He got the itch, and then he didn't, and then he did, and then he didn't, and that repeated itself like 20 times. I can't help but think, though, with this year and watching those guys lay down dirt at Bristol, that had to have triggered a little bit of an itch in you, did it not? No, I'm I'm totally good. Uh, I really am. It's uh, it, you know, it's hard to explain. Uh, a lot of people might not understand it because it's been part of my life for so long. But um, it's just um, it's it's just yesterday, and it's just the it's just the past. It's not what's here now, and it's not anything that's in front of me. And I realize that. And I will tell you too. You know, as you get older, um, you know, a lot of people don't don't like to admit it or maybe don't see it until you can look back at it. But um, it's just harder. You're just you're just not as good at things when you're 49 as when you're 39. It's just uh, um, it's, it's hard to explain, but you know, and it's, it's, you know, when you're in your prime, everything moves really slow. Uh, I don't want to say it's easy because it's never easy. If it was easy, it went every week, but like things were easier and, um, just the way everything was with, with no practice, different team being out of the car for a while and all that. I just, I felt like I was, I was behind. And when I was in my prime, I felt like I was, I was ahead of the car. Mm-hmm. I knew what was going to happen next. Um, or I didn't always know, but it felt like you had a good idea what was going to happen next. And just, um, you know, as, as you get older and you do that longer, it's just, um, 
harder to keep up with those young guys. So we got a lot of Bulldogs. <laughs> right after the Blue Jays, there's only one Blue Golds, which oh. is, you know, like Eau Claire's the Blue Golds, right? The Eau Claire that's Blue so, Golds. That's, yeah. that's, so, is the high school the Blue Golds? No, UW-Eau Claire's the Blue yeah. Golds. And then uh, and then you have um, Aquinas, the Aquinas Blue Golds. Hmm. Only one Buffalo. There's only one Trucker. Trucker. Truckers. Williams Bay. I feel like they were the Bulldogs. I'm trying to think. We got the Dashers, Divine Savior of the Holy Angels, the, da- the Dashers. <laughs> no, Dodgeville is the Dodgers. Dodge Land is the is the is the Trojans. Dodgeland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Dodgeville is the is something else. <clears throat> Tons of Eagles. Only one Elks, Elkhorn. Jefferson Eagles. That's where I'm kind of from too. I didn't go to high school there though. Oh, There's how many Phoenix? Okay, so, the, so here's the difference. I'm looking when I read the Trojans, the Gr- Green Bay South is not listed there. What? They're listed as the Fighting Trojans. Oh, I had no idea. Are you the only Fighting Trojans? Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't say, say Fighting, fighting on there. Trojans. It says the tro- I did not know we were the Fighting Trojans. We're the Trojans. That's the fight song. Oh, we're the Fighting Trojans. Brave men are we. We'll never meet defeat, sons of victory. A lot of Hornets, Green Bay Pebbles, Preble, obviously, New Holstein, <laughs> um, uh, the Oakfield Oaks. The Oaks. My brother went to Luther Prep, the Phoenix, the Fighting Phoenix. The uh, the Ashland Ordockers. See, like GB, I know is the Fighting Phoenix, right? They're not just the Phoenix, aren't they? The Fighting Phoenix. Uh, Green Bay Phoenix. No, they're not the Fighting Phoenix. Their okay. their their official logo is the Phoenix. There is one Packers. <clears throat> I feel like this came up in a conversation. Who are the the one Packers in all of high school sports in Wisconsin? Does their city start with a G? Nope. I don't know. Uh, Cudahy. Cudahy. Yeah. Hmm. There's only mineral points, the pointers. I wonder what Spash is. I don't know. Rebels, Griba East. Let's see. The only other one. Yeah, they're the Clintonville Truckers. Clintonville truckers. So, ooh, the St. Anthony Roman Legion. That's right. <laughs> a lot of Spartans. The Tritons. Is that Notre Dame? Yeah. You know why they're the Tritons? No. Oh, I like that. The Whitewater Whippets? Whippets, yeah. I love that. Uh, they are the Tritons because they put the three high schools together. Promontory Abbott, Pennings, and St. Joe's. So that's how they, come, oh. they came to become the Tritons. Uh, the sort of the tavern culture of Wisconsin is different. Like around here, I don't I don't know of a single bar here in Connecticut uh, where the family lives upstairs. Uh, you know, and I think that's probably dying out. But I, again, I show my age at fifty five. Right, it's it's a different thing. The tavern culture. You mentioned you go to Loopy's Bar and Grill, and I don't know that they serve five seven days a week, but they do Friday night. You know, um, that's a unique kind of cultural cultural bit in Wisconsin. Yeah, it, it, it really is. I, I think it's part of the small town, rural communities where, you know, they basically farming communities. Uh, and, you know, there was a church, uh, a gas station, maybe two churches, gas station and uh, 10 bars, you know, that, that were in these small towns. And uh, it, it, you're right, John. I, I mean, still today, there are bars or, or taverns in some of these rural areas where the owners are living out back or upstairs. Um, it, my brother, John, and I loved the snowmobile in the, in the winter. In fact, um, we were just out last weekend uh, kind of making our final run. The, the trails will close at the end of March, but, you know, it's going to start warming up into the 40s now. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, at the end of our snowmobile season, but we love to go to bar to bar, and there's nothing better than than stopping in these uh, these bars and seeing the snowmobilers that are there, uh, you know, putting their helmets away into the the cubby holes that are built just for them, hanging up their coats, uh, having a beer, and uh, you know, even last Saturday we were at Dublin's Bar and Grill in Conover, Wisconsin, overlooking Twin Lake. We were outdoors on the deck drinking the Lining Kugel Summer Shandy in our snowmobile gear. I remember. But, yeah, short track race in Wisconsin, really, uh, you know, really tons of good racers went up through there. You know, I was uh, I was thinking Joe Shear. I got to know him. And 
and be pretty good friends with him when uh, when he was racing up there. But man, he was so talented and such a good fabricator. Um, he was just so quiet, you know, just like quieter than quiet. Like you, you could hardly get him to talk. And uh, man, was he a good driver? Like he was just like he'd just drive the heck out of it. And he was so funny. His personality was so funny because I kind of knew him. And, you know, he'd drive the heck out of it. He'd either win the race or he'd drop out. So, like, if he was driving it and the car started not doing what he wanted, he would just get mad inside the car. And he would still never talk, but he'd, you know, kind of throw a tantrum. He'd start backing up. And he'd get back to, like, sixth or seventh if he had the right rear or something burned off. He'd just pull in the pits and quit and load his car, <laughs> go home and come back the next time. So, um, you know, he was he was funny. And then the, the, the polar opposite of him was always Butch Miller. I always really enjoyed watching Butch. He was, like, the smoothest guy ever and calculated – and like never gotten accidents, very seldom gotten conflicts with anybody. And just like every lap was the same. He was such a good driver as far as like hitting the same mark every single lap. Like um, whenever he was at a race and I was there racing, um, I would always, always, always pick his car out and watch it in practice or even, you know, try to get behind him in practice or whatever. Cause it's just like, he would just have the line, even at Slinger, he had a different line than every other car there. And I know it doesn't seem possible because it's such a small little track, but he really did. And um, I was learned a lot watching him and racing against him as well. Can you believe I still found this? That is unbelievable. That's unreal that you have that. The, the fact that box. <laughs> the balls it takes to sign that and send it. Phenomenal. Yeah, right. And they're just all, wait, if you need a good deal, a, need a good deal on shoes, call us. <laughs> Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin-Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, and Rolltech. J.A., it is the Christmas season. Time to give some things away. It's the season of giving, my friend. Correct. So I don't know what you have there, but give it to me. <laughs> North Star Mohican Casino Resort. Our founding partners, happy with them, they happy with us. Because we're all happy together, and they want you to go and uh, stay there. So here's what you got to do. It's a stay-and-play package from Northstar. Right. You get a free room to go and stay there, a little bit of money to play if that's your thing, and to eat because you got to eat. They recommend eating. So (laughs) here are the rules. Simple. Number one, like us. Wherever you're seeing this video, just follow us. Like us. Yeah, 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 just I was clicking. Yeah. Uh, Number two, share the video. And by the end of the year, right after Christmas, we will pick whoever wins this stay-and-play package from our friends at North Star Mohican Casino Resort. I didn't tell you this, John, but um, we're each pitching in 100 bucks. Uh, yeah. I, I did not know that. Yeah, my bad. Um, I was focused on the part where all, everything you told me I heard, but what I really heard was employees and their families are not eligible to win. I thought, <laughs> that is correct. What I heard was the fine print. I heard yeah, there is a bit said, of fine print. Kind of, but that's how it hit It hit my ear like that. I heard something about the eating <laughs> and the gambling and the money. I heard my hundred bucks. Believe me, my ears broke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so you afterwards, uh, is there an expiration? Because I, I can go play golf. Maybe I don't like the slot machine. Maybe I don't want to go get cleaned out yeah. by some guy uh, at the poker table. But I, you yeah, know, it'll be an early golf. This this one, we've got a number of them to give away throughout okay. the uh, next year. But at, this one's mid June, so you got between whenever yeah. you win it here in December until mid June. Maybe you can play some golf there at Pine Hills oh, Golf Course. I'm yeah, all yeah. for that. Good. Hey, get on. Do the like. Do the thing. It's uh, it, it don't cost nothing. <laughs> Share this video and like us here on this social platform, North Star Mohican Casino Resort. Good luck to you. Merry Christmas. All right, so top five lists have become yeah. a thing here on Inside Wisconsin, and it's been fun. I mean, we've yeah, done a lot of a thing either, by the way. They were supposed to be, yeah, we'll do one once in a while. Yeah. Like, now it's a thing. And people love it. Like, they look forward to the top five list. Um, I was trying to think of some of our favorite top five lists and our favorite moments, and yeah. I'm certain that I will never live down the Joe Thomas moment. And by the way, we've been in contact with his people, and he is slated fingers crossed to join us at some point here on inside Wisconsin. You you're not going to talk to the Kansas coach. It's going to be very difficult for me to talk to Joe Thomas. Cause I know I'm going to get my ass kicked as soon as he comes on the show. <laughs> right. But that's different. That was just because you had some, uh, you know, just embarrassing. Uh, 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 you're just not a talent evaluator, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. Really Thank what you. It is, right. You couldn't have Goody's job. You don't, don't, no. you don't know talent when you see it. Cause what you have, I don't even know you had him in your top five. I think you had him. Yes, like- I did. He was fifth. I think if and I recall, you wanted me to change it out with Daryl Bevel. Maybe 17th or something. I don't yeah, know. I know something. you had him way, way down below. 
Oh, you me too. Know? And my favorite top five, obviously, and I should have it, is is my Brewer hat. Those were the best. Just the, just the, the, you know, that, that's the one. Just as long as I have, I have thought about wearing that, but I thought oh, it's Christmas. I should be more formal, so I wore my good sweatshirt. Thank you. Appreciate that. I, I had, I picked out a nice flannel. By the way, we all saw the number thirty-four underneath that hat, and now we know why. And you're never gonna live it down. I'm all right with that. Joe Thomas is my number five. Highest, okay, highest draft pick of an offensive lineman. But here's the problem with why he's not higher on my list. Joe Thomas played for the Badgers from 03 to 06. The Badgers were good, but not great from 03 to 06. Two-time All-American. He started all four years, but he was a blocking tight end his freshman year. Listen, he was good. Number three overall pick when he was in the draft. It's the highest. By the way. What? Who went fishing. That day. Yeah, he was on Lake Michigan when he got picked. Yeah. So that's Joe about Thomas as Wisconsin as it gets. Joe Thomas at number five. So just number so four. wait, I just want you to know that I said let's go from the bottom up. And some people would go, wait, you just said Joe Thomas. Anderson said go from the bottom up, but that's fine. You said five. Okay, <laughs> Joe Thomas five. So you've already got him too low, but what's next? My top five favorite brewer hats. I mean, yeah. and you've got hundreds that I own. And then the all-time favorite, strictly because of how much I've worn it. Like, look at how horrible this thing is. Oh, the sweat stains in that. Right? Like, so you can't give that up. Just Jeez. look at this disaster. Oh, my okay. gosh. There it is. That's my, that is my all-time favorite brewer hat. I'm not sure it's my favorite logo, but just it. in terms of all-time brewer hat, that thing has got in it days and days and days of wear on it. Do you still wear that? You do oh, still yeah. wear that. Look at that. Wow. Because it fits perfect. Tell us about your top five moments on a golf course. The number one thing I've ever seen on a golf course or been a part of uh, is at the Ocean Course uh, in Kiowa Island, where they just had the PJ Championship this year. Yeah. And and I've been fortunate enough to play there several times. I have uh, a, a place near Charleston. And so I'm on the back side, the 10th tee. And I'm with a caddy and a couple other guys that I don't know that I've just been paired up with. And the caddies are always great. And <laughs> you know, I shouldn't laugh at your own stories, but I'm going to. So here comes this little fawn. Oh, look, there's a nice little, you know, look at what a nature program. And the fawn, wait, you know, where there's one, there's two. So you're waiting to see where the mom is. And the fawn goes down to start drinking out of a little pond, little, you know, little, little swampy pond area. When a giant alligator jumps out of the water, grabs it by its neck, and pulls it under. And there's thrashing and violent splashing and turning. And I'm in the middle of Wild Kingdom. And this alligator takes down this poor fawn. And then it's under the water and it's gone after about a 30-second struggle. And I look at the partners and I look at the caddies and I'm like, okay, am I horrible? But was that just not the most awesome thing I've ever seen? <laughs> Like I just saw Wild Kingdom. I saw a nature special on number 10. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. So in honor of this idea of Coon, and it was, it, yes, it's his last name, but it kind of turned into a nickname. We posted a graphic last week on our social channels and asked people, what are your favorite mm -hmm. nicknames on the court and or off the court? Uh, okay. And so I thought that would be a, a fun top five list. And the last one, it goes without saying, Mr. Baseball, Bob Uecker. I know he played, but can you think of another person that, oh, he's just identified as Mr. Baseball or Mr. Football. I mean, that's us. That's him. And uh, the beauty of it is, right, is Mr. Baseball was a career 200 hitter. Yeah, not great at baseball, actually. 200. That's it, right? He's always said, like, you know, he's talking about, like, you know what, get how hard it is to hit 200 on the number? That's what he hit. <laughs> our top five Packer moments that may or may not have to do with the game. And honestly, right. I'd love to see your comments. You, the listeners and the viewers yes. of inside Wisconsin post them and, in the comments. below. Crazy. All right. Here's my number one. Yes. August 31st, 2017. It was a preseason game. And my okay. oldest son was the Nicolay water boy. He got to put that water jug on his back and run out of the Packers tunnel all the way to the 50-yard line, and right. then over to mom and dad and buddy Jason, who were all hanging out on the sideline. I said, Rhodes, his name is Rhodey. I said, Rhodey, you have one job, and it is not to face plant. That's it. So here's this little kid running like, please don't fall. Pretty amazing.
he's been on parts of Lambeau Field that I will never touch, and he'll <laughs> be able to forever meet that. Joe Thomas is my number five. In your 30 Amazing. years there, is it possible to name four players that might have been better than Joe Thomas? No. So really, Trevor, other than calling him the godfather and screwing up Joe Thomas, the first episode went terrific. Flawless. <laughs> we should get that out of the way right now. Matt, name two players in Wisconsin since you've been there that are better than Joe Thomas. Can't. Speaking of good guys, can you name two players better than Joe Thomas? Uh, you know, there's not many. Um, you know, we've, he, he, he's, he could arguably be the best lineman that's come through here. I did tell her that if she was able to line up Grandpa Harlan for us, that she might take my spot. And if we could ever have him here on Inside Wisconsin to talk about some of those stories, I promise to kick John Anderson to the curb with the Wisconsin Badgers men's basketball head coach, Greg Gard, and his brother. Don't shake a stick at this. Platteville's the real deal. UW Platteville's men's basketball head coach, Greg Gard. With the Wisconsin Badgers men's basketball head coach, Greg Gard, and his brother, UW Platteville's men's basketball head coach, Greg Gard. Coach, one of the things that we talk about a lot on Inside Wisconsin, no, we don't. It's the first episode. Well, let's have you welcome us in. Let's keep establishing who Trevor um, Thomas is, because I don't even know who that is. Here's my number one. It's actually really cool. Uh, August 31st, August, we're going to start that over. Okay. Take two. Here's my number one. Leave a pause. We'll trim it out. Nobody will ever know. Trevor, talk to me. Hi. You are gone. Hello, Mike, by the way. I'm John Anderson. I see you, but I can't hear you. Because everyone can see and hear you. Yep. We we, we can hear you. We hear you, which doesn't really do any good me saying (laughs) you can't hear us. Didn't bad. we determine the other day, J.A., that I was born in the year you graduated high school? Correct. Yeah. Yes. And, and according to you, time started exactly then. Yeah. <laughs> Joining us now on Inside Wisconsin, the voice of the Wisconsin Badgers. Football let, me, uh, let me bust that right now. Don't forget we've thrown to him. So just say, and now here he is, Matt LePay, voice of the, you don't need all the buildup, right? Because we've done that leading in. We can, sure. Yeah, just pick it up tight. <laughs> here we go. Three. That was quick. It's the first time he's ever done that to me. I'm just well, I'm saying it we, took that's four. what we had. So you're right. Three, two, and one. Matt LePay. I don't even know how to do that, John. We've done it that way. Now, now I'm, I'm all flustered and sweating. <laughs> you want me to do it? You want me yeah, to do, you it? do it? Here you go. Okay, well, I understand. Three, two, and one. And with us now is Matt LePay, the voice of the Badgers. All right. So Trevor is just he's just talked about uh five places that he finds when he's been in the state where he he finds that people drive too fast where they're out there they're they're racing and they're he to him he you know 85 he drives like a grandma he's at two and ten and he's so he's these are people that you know show him that he's an old man so we're going to come back and i and and we're coming off that as we return to you and ten so do you read a book backwards too so wouldn't it be ten and two i don't drive two and ten he's being an ass ten and two that's I it. did two and ten, ten and two. I am left-handed. Maybe oh, that's it. Says. Right, Cambridge native, Cambridge High School, the Blue Jay, and I don't know if you know this, Matt, but of course you don't know this. You just met me. Well, the, the, uh, the Blue Jays, Blue Jay would only be just one of us. Or are you talking about just me? I was so well. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. I grew up in Jefferson County as well. Yeah, I I went to Johnson Creek. So. Oh, we're the Johnson Creek Blue Jays, one word, and Cambridge is the Johnson Creek, or excuse me, the Cambridge Blue Jays, but it's blue and Jays. It's two words. What am I missing? I have no idea. You didn't know. All right, got it. I so let's go Johnson back to this. The Blue Jays as well. I had no idea. Yeah, I looked it I up today. It was two there. words. I can't imagine. I can't. I'm surprised at just how original you all are down there in Jefferson County. You think of one damn bird. <laughs> You know, it was weird. It was weird to have two Blue Jays in the same conference. Nobody wants to be the fighting sparrows, I guess. So we were talking earlier about making you guys feel old, and I don't mean to do this now, but here we go. I was five years old when you started broadcasting for the Badgers, Matt. You're all I've ever known. See ya. Yeah, it was good having you. Sorry. Look who has hair and look who doesn't, Matt. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, mine's gray, but, you know. Full coverage. Full coverage. coverage. That's all we're saying, Trev. Fluff the geese. Got it. I know you had two hole in ones on tour. Any in Wisconsin? I only had I had more than two two on tour. Good gosh. Oh. Where'd you come up with that? PGA.com. 
Oh, maybe still- actually in rounds that in tournament rounds, maybe only two. Yeah. Okay, or maybe good. after 1983 only had two. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly right. Well, I can confirm you can coach a hell of a golf swing. <laughs> uh, and I unfortunately don't think there's enough time left in any of our lives to fix mine. No, I, was gonna... I believe in you, Lee Feeder. I think you have <laughs> the power and the athleticism um, to get it done. I'm not giving up on you, Lee Feeder. It took my buddy Adam, who was golfing with us at Green Bay Country Club, just a minute to figure out what Lee Feeder meant. He thought that he was – you were – referring to my inadequacy of uh the golf game but uh, no yeah. I, I, or maybe he thought you went vegan but no it's all right your, it's all because of your height the last thing i want to know is uh what's your favorite all-time tavern of the game <laughs> there was one that was it was like very double entendre and i can't remember the name and it was just here in rock read it i couldn't breathe <laughs> and i can't remember what it is damn it i will think of it and i will tweet a response and it was something like <laughs> high hard one or something <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what it was shut up and sit down those are fun moments and the fun moments my friend have just begun we've only been doing this nine months or something like that 2022 is going to be really cool yeah it sounds daunting when you do it like that i try to live in my life you know every two weeks it's sort of like a paycheck you know i just sure. something like i am i nice that i don't have to right now i don't live check to check but in terms of this show i'm living check to check how do we get the next people but hopefully and, 42 like you touched on joe thomas right yeah. we have him because he might be the defining part of the show he will be as long as we do this kind of the running joke on this show right and it's no longer hopefully yeah. inside the beltway hope people realize that Joe Thomas, who is perhaps one of the greatest offensive linemen in the history of the NFL and perhaps the greatest Badger ever to play under uh, Barry Alvarez, deserves that recognition, even if, again, you had him 27 <laughs> in your rating. Thank um, you. Right? Like, I really would hope in 2022, we've been trying to figure out, like, I need to have John Anderson on the show. Yeah, we got to find him. important to me. Um, uh, Christian Yelich, we hope to have him come through. Uh, we got to match up schedules with my wipeout buddies. Uh, yeah, with John Henson, who's just he slays it. And one of the guys who was a great writer on that show named Ian Bush, who went to Marquette uh, and is so he and I have gone around and around about who kind of coined the term fear the deer. Yeah, you were telling me that. I guess he I'm going to go like this. I, I thought we did it. I did it. I, whatever. So we're going to say he's kind of like the Leroy Butler of fear the deer. And I'm more the Robert Brooks. So, oh, you brought it to life. Got it. I'm the guy who brought it. And so even if, so, but I'd love to have Ian and, and John would be uh, terribly funny. I think we need to get Molly Seidel who uh, medaled at the Olympics in the marathon and has such a magnificent story to tell about her yeah. and running from down there and uh, you know, uh, Arrowhead and the like and Hartford. I just I, there, I think uh, the nice thing is that we've only scratched the surface of, exactly. of great people, uh, great Wisconsinites to bring to uh, everybody in the state like whatever screen you're on however yeah, you right. want to consume us we're here for it and that's great and um and i guess since i said the word consume then you're going to tell me what i can eat from festival foods because that's uh, somehow that always seems to happen i say eat or consume or whatever you're like well you know you go to festival foods so. <laughs> well it's because of partners like festival foods and all the others that you see here rotating in this corner when we're out and about talking about partnerships and sponsorships with Inside Wisconsin, it's not about the interviews. It's not about myself or John. This truly is Brewers Cancuzzi. I like it. It's it's all about joy. I mean, when John and I talked about doing this at the hell at the end of 2022, we wanted to showcase Wisconsin to bring joy to others, to promote positivity and unity, because let's be honest, over the last 18 months, that's been hard to come by. And so it is these partners right here that see value in what we're doing to allow Wisconsin a place to escape and ultimately experience joy. So we could not do this without them, and we clearly couldn't do this without you. So from myself and John Anderson, we hope that you have a, an incredibly Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and we cannot wait to see you in 2022. Until then, as we end every single show, as you were, Wisconsin. What he said. I am looking for news on the Packers' search for a GM, but instead am stuck cold, struck cold in a headline in this very paper. Sears to close Green Bay store. This cannot be. 
this is not right. This, this is heartbreaking. Sears has closed hundreds of stores across the country the past few years. I know this. It's not a new headline. However, until today, I hadn't considered the possibility that the corporate decision makers would shutter this Sears, my Sears. This isn't just some Sears store to me any more than Lambeau Field is just some stadium or John Wayne is just some cowboy or Frank Sinatra is just some singer. No, where most see just a department store, I see family history. I don't make it from infancy in Iowa to the Sports Center anchor desk at ESPN without this Sears. Doesn't happen. My life is tethered to the brown brick building at the corner of Military and Mason. Actually, it's 6th Street, but we won't worry about the precise location until I learn to ride a bike and my mom needs to know exactly where I am at all times. My mother is a 24-year-old widow with a 3-year-old daughter and a 6-month-old son. It's November of 1965 when her husband, my father, is killed in a car accident on a gravel road in rural Iowa. I will never know Kenny Anderson, my father. My sister can recall some. My mom has all the memories. In 1965, there are some hard days. The three of us live in a small town in a small house in Mason City, Iowa, a place made famous as River City by the music man composer Meredith Wilson. There are good neighbors on either side of us, dear friends who help look out for us. A few months passed, and in February of 1966, Larry Neville, the neighbor on the left as you look at our front door, he gets transferred to be head of the appliance department in a new Sears store in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Larry was born in Green Bay. This is a chance for he and his wife, Verna, to go back home. That summer, my mom takes us to Green Bay to visit the Nevilles, and there's something about that to her that feels right, something warm and inviting. I've often wondered if it would have felt that way in December. By the end of the year, my mom needs a change. Iowa's home, all her family is there, but so too is my dad's memory. Change can't erase all the sadness, but it can take away everyday reminders. Change is a chance to reset and move forward. So as 1967 dawns, she follows the Nevilles and moves. It's January, it's cold, but it still feels right. My sister and I will grow up Green Bay, the Packers, Paper Mills, Kennedy Elementary School, Lombardi, then Southwest, Fish on Fridays. The Sears store has made it so. From there, my Sears tale is, is sort of mostly retail. Everything a kid could possibly imagine needing, clothes and winter clothes, shoes, sporting goods, records, and everything you can't imagine needing. Carpet, drapes, house paint, tires, tools, as I grow up, I wear out those Sears indestructible tough skin jeans like their brown paper bags. The holes I make in the knees are patched with swaths of denim transplanted from the pairs of jeans I outgrew the year before. Sort of a denim cycle of life. My mother remarries, Walter Collins, the best man I have ever known. He's my new dad. He loves us unconditionally. He also loves tools on the condition that they are craftsman tools from Sears. Tools are birthday gifts. Christmas gifts for dad and my stepbrothers. For my sister, there's a Barry Manilow album, and I'll be admitted, yes, I know the lyrics, but that's because she played them so much, and Andy Gibb 45s. Mom, put a bow on it, she'll love it. For me, what wouldn't I like to have, right? But if I have to pick just one thing, then it's a football shirt, and these are the days before the NFL had cashed in for billions on merchandising, with a picture that looks remarkably like John Brockington on the front of it. The building with that giant swan-like S on the side, that's our destination. My friends and I, we have bikes and allowance money. We've pedaled the route a thousand times, beginning from my house on Beamer Street, which, by the way, is as vexing to spell now at 55 as it was when I was a kid. Around the corner and down Cater's Drive, you hang a right on Langley, then a left through the parking lots of a restaurant, gas station, convenience store, and then be careful at the intersection of 9th and military. I can literally still hear my mom imploring me to this day, John, please be careful when crossing at 9th and military. The whole trip is a ride past buildings that remain today, but places that are long gone. The Village Inn, Western Gas Station, Red Owl Food Store, Food Store, St. Agnes Bakery, there was a water tower, Ponderosa Van Boxtel Ford. 
But finally, we arrive at Sears. Military and 6th. Always the backside. It's the merchandise pickup entrance by the uh, all those automotive garage bays. And when I really thought about this, I'm like, I'm not sure I ever went through the front door of the place. We shopped. We look. We loitered a bunch. And even sometimes we were lucky enough to buy. And it was childhood at its best. Eventually, we graduated and we could take the city bus and take a trip to Port Plaza Mall. And then you graduated high school and college, and I moved to Oklahoma, and then I moved to Arizona, and now I moved to Connecticut. I have a family of my own, two wonderful kids. And when our house needs a new washer and dryer, naturally we go to Sears. And I tell my kids for the umpteenth time this story of Sears in my hometown. And they know the one I mean, because it's the one that brought Nana and Annie Les and their dad to Green Bay. And as I tell people all the time, that Sears, it's more than just a store. It's my story. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, and Rolltech. Shut up and sit down. 